welcome to Shades and Coffee, the almost weekly look good, feel good podcast presented by me, Vivian Braidwood. My guest today reveals how he went from growing up on a farm in Essex to living the life of luxury, traveling the world, driving supercars, owning homes abroad, partying on super yachts and enjoying a life that most of us can only dream of. He hasn't always been so fortunate and shares not only his secrets of success, but some valuable insights and practical tips to anyone who strives to run their own business or gain more financial security, increase their circle of influence, or to simply take that next step in the right direction. Please welcome media and lifestyle management entrepreneur, James W. Phillips. What was the catalyst or the driving force behind that change in lifestyle? I mean, was there an expectation for you to carry on the family business or did something happen that triggered a change? I wanted to, um, but my dad said, you don't want to get into farming full time because it's, it's not very well paid and it's, it's a lot of hard work. I want you to go to London and wear a tie and have a proper job. And that's kind of why I sort of started wearing nice clothes and aspiring to better myself. And I got a bit bored of just doing a humdrum daily job. So I met a friend who created a blog about history. He was selling T-shirts off the back of it. And um, that really inspired me to do something else outside of my day job. So I thought, what, what can I do that's going to give me the most back? And obviously, supercars, super yachts and a champagne lifestyle is going to give me the most back as far as a blog goes. So I just created my own blog and then a magazine. And then I went to Monaco met a load of people and now I've got more friends there than I have here and it's all started from there really. Do you remember what came first? Was it a case of you actually found you liked the luxury lifestyle or was it the business idea side of it where you thought what will work as content and then from there you found yourself in that lifestyle? It's more the business side of things which appeals to me because I want to be a success. Making money is important but being successful doesn't mean to say that you're a millionaire. It can be based around your circle of friends and the amount of people will come up to you in the street and want to go for a coffee with you and they'll want you at your events. Not everybody wants rich people who may be quite horrible people at their <laughs> events, but they might want somebody who's kind of normal <laughs> like me to go instead kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to an all boys school and we were reading GQ when we were 14. Um, we always had to dress smart. So wearing nice clothes has always been something that, has, has appealed to me. So what would be your top tip? Because you, you do, I mean, you've got, you've nailed it, really. You, you have this really expensive look, but what I like about it, I like the detail, like your skin looks good. Thanks. So immediately I'm thinking that, you know, your nutrition is right, you're obviously healthy. You know, what are your top tips for people wanting to really look their best? To run your own business and to survive as an entrepreneur, you need to be fit because you're going to be running from one event to another, one meeting to another, and People need to, they want to buy into you as a person before you can sell them anything. And there's no point in turning up to a a networking event covered in dandruff, overweight and sweaty with a polyester suit on and a 90 stripy tie. I wouldn't do business with somebody like that and neither would anybody else. And yeah, so don't buy polyester suits. Don't wear flary trousers. Don't wear socks with I love dad on or snoopy on. (laughs) Unless you're going to a dad event. (laughs) Wear tasteful ties. Always wear a pocket square. Yeah, this is endless, really. But as long as you get the basics right. Uh, I go to the gym six days a week. Uh, I treat myself 
to a hamburger now and again and you know, otherwise you go mad but you know you've got to look after your, yourself and your longevity and the legacy that you're going to leave behind and you need to maximize the amount of time that you've got to maximize your potential and be the best that you can yeah that's great advice and I think one of the things that you wear really well is a smile because you mentioned earlier about people being intimidated maybe not wanting to be around certain people or invite certain types of people to their party. And I think the energy a person gives off, it's all well and good looking the part, but there's something very personable about you that comes through in the images, which is lovely. The best advice, if if you want to break into a new social circle or you want to go to a new destination you've never been to before and you want to start to meet people, you could go to an event, like a local networking event, and you could just turn up look at your phone, walk around the edge and be shy and not meet anybody and go home unfulfilled. We could just walk straight through everybody, hold your head up high and smile and just say, oh, nice to see you again. Hello again. Even if you've never met them before. And then suddenly the photographer will want to come up and take your picture and they want to know who you are. And oh, where do you get your suit from? Where do you do this? How do you do that? Who are you? And then suddenly everybody's interested in you. Uh, you just need to bite your lip, have a bit of a a quick drink beforehand and just go for it. Otherwise, you're never going to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Bit of Dutch courage and putting yourself yeah. out, your, out your comfort zone a little bit. Okay, and, and what I like is that how sensible you were when you started your first venture. Uh, when I speak to a lot of people, they have these ideas and then they just, the trend now is sort of jack everything in and go for it, like follow your dreams. But I'm a realist. I've had businesses and I was still yeah. working in my, in my day job, you know, the, the job that was paying the mortgage and uh, you know, allowing me to, to live whilst the business was getting off the ground. And you did the same. So when you mentioned yeah. you launched a print, printed edition called it Luxury Life International. Yes, yeah. Is that the first? And you were actually still working in your finance job and getting this off the ground. And that's a really sensible way. Yeah, I'm quite risk averse. I mean, I've got people who say, oh, back then you just pack everything in and just go for it but you know you have bills to pay there's no point in writing about a luxury lifestyle if you can't afford an easy jet flight to the destination to report about it so <laughs> you, you've got to be practical and you know you still need money coming in from somewhere I've, I've got multiple business projects going on some will work some won't but you can't rely on one revenue stream the thing that we've seen this year with the pandemic is people being made redundant and losing their jobs, but they've got nothing to fall back on. And I've, I've been made redundant in the past and spent periods out of work. So, so my advice is don't rely on one revenue stream because you're one step away from being broke all the time. I remember when I was at school, I think you and I are the same age, and I remember they were talking about this. They talked about this phenomena, portfolio careers. And it was like, what's that? And that was at a time when our parents, they were in a career for life and they thought we would be. And um, there was this talk about portfolio careers. Like, what's that? And that most people will start having a number of different careers that they will juggle and the mm. organizations wouldn't want to guarantee you a job for life. And it was spoken of as something quite fearful. But now this is becoming more the norm. I have so many friends who are contracting and have various things on the go. You mentioned you had like a number of projects on the go and, you know, looking into what you've achieved. I mean, you are a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> You're always looking for the next innovation or the, the next investment. How do you like generate the ideas? I mean, what's the magic ingredient that leads from, you know, just having an idea, which we all have to, yes, let's do this. And then all the grunt that happens to then 
giving birth to something? I mean, what's your process? I mean, I mean it often comes with ideas through other people. You can't do everything on your own. I, I wanted to do everything on my own to start with. You just can't physically do it all in a day. So it's often a spark of an idea from someone else or I'll see an opportunity and I'll assess the risks and just just go for it. So yeah, I've, I've got about nine business projects all on the go at the moment, including my own foundation where I work with a boys' school in New York. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I love that. I was going to ask you more about that because it, you mentoring and basically, you know, giving them wings, yeah. <laughs> enabling them to yes, self-belief. Um, I, I went out there in March this year to meet them all. It's the LaSalle Institute in Troy in New York. And I work with a business unit and the head tutor there, Mike Levy, and we bring the business world into the classroom so that the boys all produce marketing projects. And I'm currently working with Inspire Me Travel, which is an Essex-based travel company. And they've been producing experiences like Mississippi riverboat cruises. So we've now put those in a retail environment and a percentage of profits will go back to the business unit at the school. It's helping the boys see a, see what life is like on, in the real world while also getting some funding at the same time. Well, that's brilliant. And that's the um, JWP Foundation? Yes, I name everything after myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, the main the media group, that's got an international reach. London, obviously, and you said you live in uh, Monaco, Italy, New York, and, and around the world. We've got a celebrity PR side to what we do, and we can produce anything from SEO to social campaigns, advertising and print and design. We, I've got a network of designers and photographers uh, all around the world. You mentioned there's eight or nine different projects that you've got on the go. Are they related? Yeah, I've got a supercar brokerage and super yacht charter sales and travel company and a massage therapy business I'm a part owner of. And everything sort of feeds into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, fantastic. And the new one, the one that launched um, yesterday, I quickly had a look because you, you sent it to me on okay. route back here yesterday. Yeah, lifestyle management company, yeah, called Experiential Pursuits. And I like it. Within there, you've got things like coaching, mentoring. There was something in there that I thought was really interesting. Etiquette. <laughs> I think that's excellent. Yeah, how to behave at yes. uh, parties. And my partner on that is Thierry and... We go to Royal Ascot every year and we're associated with that level of society. And often people find that fascinating. And when you finish a meal and you get up, you should never put your napkin back on the table. You should always put it on the seat. And it's little things like that, which could be meaningless to 99% of the population. But 1% who you're trying to impress, who is sitting next to you, might frown upon you and not give you a business contract for that. So it's little things like that which could help you. Is that something you've been working on during lockdown because there was more time or space? Or was that something that was just organically grown from needs that you identified? My business partner, Terry, on that, he, he kind of suggested it. And it's, I was doing it already, really. Everybody's been asking me for advice and, you know, where do you get your suits from to who do you travel with and how can you set me up with networking in Monaco and things like that. So we've pulled it all together into this uh, company, which is a lifestyle management business, and uh, we can manage your lifestyle. Yeah, if you want to come to Monaco with me, you can 
get on a helicopter and we'll go and I'll introduce you to my network down there for a small fee, of course. Oh, I was about to say, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could afford you, but uh, talking of lifestyle. That's my trouble. (laughs) That's why I'm single. You heard it here first, ladies. (laughs) But um, it's funny because I I did, um, um, last year I bought this package from a company called Auto Exotica, which meant that I could rent supercars for a week two weeks weekend whatever oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then I went for um training because it's a powerful machine and you could kill yourself you could kill other people mm. as well yeah. so I went <laughs> I went for the training and um I rode as an Audi R8 Aston Martin and Vantage and a Porsche and a GT3 it was really exhilarating incredible but then I just lost my nerve because then it occurred to me okay if I have one of these at home it's going to be sitting there <laughs> you know in my front drive and then I'm going to drive it what to the shops to my friends to my and I bottled it I thought if I you know scratched it had an accident probably would bankrupt me so that, that, that's probably part of it but money aside even if I had the you know all that cash it's a powerful machine and it's a big statement I think you need big kahunas to kind of pull off that kind of lifestyle but it was really exciting yeah. I think I've had about four or five supercars now so uh, I must have big kahunas. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, ladies, you heard it here first. <laughs> how, how does your, um, I mean, what's it like for you driving a supercar and how does it compare to your Range Rover? <laughs> I heard you started out with a Range Rover. I did, yeah, I missed that actually, but it's really unreliable. Most high-end cars are quite unreliable, I've found. Ah. The Ferrari I had, you turned it on every day and there's error messages all over the dashboard and the McLaren I had was just as unreliable, but you really enjoy owning them and the feeling of getting in it on a Saturday morning when the sun's out and just driving up the road for a coffee and coming home again. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an expensive toy, but for me, it's a marketing tool as well. Track days and pushing a car to its limits is more about knowing what the limitations of the car is if you need to get out of trouble or you need to handle it in a certain way. For me, it's, it removed the fear factor because you knew the capabilities of it going around the corner uh, without being afraid of it crashing. Yeah. But what you're doing is really sensible because it is your brand and you are the brand, actually. Your business model just... Yeah, I'm launching a clothing line now with my name all over it. There's <laughs> a bit of a theme here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's important because you are the brand. A few things you said earlier, we talked about influencers, and I know that with, the, with what's happened this year, there's been a huge uptake of people joining the world of social media, people that never had any idea what social media was, because they had to connect, they were, you know, they were locked in yeah. indoors. So I found people like you who had this huge reach and um, an influence played a really key, crucial role in keeping us you know, sane and spreading positive vibes, because in the mainstream media, there's a lot of negativity, daily death counts, blah, blah, blah to have to sort of go into that world and see lots of people like yourself doing really positive things. It was really good. To do what I do, you have to be positive. Otherwise, you won't succeed. I mean, look at all the great entrepreneurs uh, like Richard Branson, I'll say Donald Trump, and other, other really successful people. They're all positive. They don't do negativity because every day you have to get up and believe in yourself and believe what you're doing. Uh, and there's, you can't do that by being in your own little world and believing all the negativity out there and criticising everybody, leaving nasty 
hate comments on social media and you need to remove yourself from all of that to be a success. No, I agree. And I'll need to remove Donald Trump from that <laughs> sentence if I can. Because... I, I just find him hilarious. <laughs> oh, he is hilarious, but he... <laughs> He's a stand-up comic. I oh, I'd, I'd, I'd pay to go and see him, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about work-life balance. So you're obviously jet-setting everywhere, very busy. I don't know if your lifestyle has changed, but you seem to almost sacrifice private life or downtime. You seem to kind of just work, 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 work. Have you managed to get a bit more work-life balance? And is there any advice you'd give to anybody who's in business or going into business in terms of that? Because I think that's important, making time for family, for yourself, loved ones. Yeah. Um, three years ago, I was getting really stressed in the magazine that I was doing. Uh, it made me physically ill. And after that, I decided to just sort of throttle back a bit. I'm, actually, I'm doing more work now than I did then, but I do it in a more relaxed way. I've learned how to face fears and worry and to deal with worry. If you accept the worst case scenario, which you're worrying about, accept it, that it could happen, and then everything seems fine. You don't worry about it anymore. So that's, uh, that's another top tip. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. If you conquer that fear, yes, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And the fear is often worse than the thing itself. So, That's right. Yeah. And any other tips in terms? I mean, do you think that you're at a place now because of that experience where the work-life balance is better? Yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed going to the gym, but I really neglected that for about two or three years. And then I saw a video of me jumping off the side of a super yacht in France. And I thought, God, I look fat and awful. In my mind, I thought I looked like a legend. But, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I look dreadful. So that's why I, I always put going to the gym and eating well and appearance as uh, a priority. Because at the end of the day, people have got to buy into me before they buy into anything I'm trying to sell. So um, Yeah, that's true. I think that's where I went wrong potentially I just worked myself to the bone like a dog and in my mind I made sense of it by saying I'm always going to put the customer first and the staff first and you know because I, I felt I could take it I'm a strong girl I can take it it's not sustainable care. though it's not sustainable then my health my body began to give way my body began to you know having blackouts I was in hospital so you're right and then a friend of mine she said she was another business nutcase uh, like me and she just had a child and she traveled somewhere. And she said that when she's on the plane, they said something about, you know, in the event of an emergency, that she was to put, you know, the oxygen mask on herself before putting it on her child. And mm. she, when she first heard it, she's like, what? And then the light bulb went on. She said, of course, because if you're not okay, how mm. can the business that you're running, how can anybody else, anyone who's depending on you, if you have a family or a partner, how will your customers, as you said, engage? Yeah. It's not a natural thing to kind of come to terms with and understand, but you do need to put yourself first without thinking that you're being selfish. Yeah, and, and delegate and, and share responsibilities as well. That's why CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies have PAs and managers to, to share the burden because they can't do it all themselves. And they just look at the high level things and sign stuff off. They don't actually do much because <laughs> everybody else is doing it. <laughs> If you're going to go into business, is it, is it important to have the support of family and friends or, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. They might not always understand why you're doing what you're doing or they'll want to see you in a stable full-time job. But as we've discussed earlier, 
a, a stable full-time job is the most unstable thing that you can be in because your destiny is in the hands of a spreadsheet and somebody else. Obviously, being an entrepreneur and running your own businesses, it can be unstable, but you're in control of it. So, yeah, having, having the support of people, not just family but friends, to keep your motivation levels up and to keep you motivated and just to say that you're doing all right uh, now and again really boosts your confidence. When I'm away, I'll send my mom pictures of where I am and what I'm doing. She just says, James, these are more pictures of you just poncing about. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't really understand what I'm doing, but I do. <laughs> it is quite a new thing, you know, influencers. These are roles that didn't exist. It's not traditional. If you promote a brand on Instagram, it's an instant advert. And people are going to see it and be influenced by that, what you're wearing or what you're saying. And then they'll go to a website where they're selling it and potentially buy it. I buy most of my clothes through Instagram now. Uh, the retail shop like on the high street, if they don't embrace social media and influencers, they're going to go out of business, and they are. Because you can sit in the comfort of your own home, especially when you're in the lockdown situation, and carry on your life. Yes. Yeah, and I think a lot of them are finding that. I mentioned health and beauty. We, we were one of the last to be touched and transformed by technology. But now people find you on their phones. The phone tells them where to go, wherever they are in the world, how to get there, what the reviews are, any special offers that are going on, any products they can buy things before they get there, they can book in before they get there. <laughs> it's just, you know, it hit everybody else beforehand, you know, the restaurant industry, the clothing industry and all of that but I don't think there's an industry now that's um, untouched by that taxis cleaners nannies everything so I think you're, you're yeah. quite right yeah. yeah the only downside is there's not a lot of mystery left in the world before you think oh I might go to the I might go to Selfridges today and look for that t-shirt I've always wanted perhaps I'll find it but you can actually just sit here and google it and buy it in five minutes so that part of life is kind of fading away and that, that's that's a bit sad so it needs to be a happy medium and you're quite right these are the the threats that are apparent as a, as a result of these opportunities and then hopefully something else will come in and fill that void and inject some mystery into our lives you know what i mean so i hope that's, so that's but... where i come in <laughs> <laughs> international man of mystery and on that and on that note where can people find out more about you yeah my website is jwpmediagroup.com and my Instagram is James W. Phillips. And we will see that on all the T-shirts soon. <laughs> <laughs> on, all the, on the clothing range. <laughs> Everywhere. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you, James. You're welcome. Thank you very okay. much. You've been listening to me, Vivian Braidwood. Ask me any lifestyle-related question or let me know which topic you'd like me to cover during our essential coffee break. Tag me and use the hashtag Shades and Coffee with Vivian on Twitter or Instagram. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe and please rate us. Shades and coffee. Look good, feel good. Mm-hmm.